All right. Hey, everybody in podcast land. This is Ronson Browner here on RSB at Peace, episode 11, season 2, the podcast of the mind. And hope everybody is doing fine and your life is somewhat smooth with all kinds of stuff happening in the world now. The big world or just your world around you, the small world around you. Hope everything's going well. Your health is fine. You're somewhat fine at least and everything's going good at home or what have you. And if your life is kind of turned upside down right now, well, I hope and pray that things will get better for you in in due time. So anyway, um, in this podcast number 11, season 2, we're going to talk about... Um, I'll get into it. We're going to talk about uh, the mental health issues that food service industry professionals uh, face on a you know on a daily basis. Whatever people in the restaurant business or anyone tied into the food industry and what kind of stresses that they face from you know people in restaurants that are in the front of the house the waiters bartenders bus people uh host hostesses uh managers general managers what have you and the people in the kitchen the back of the house the chefs the uh the prep cooks the dishwashers the the line cooks the sous chefs what have you uh we're going to talk about the the various issues that face these workers uh, what kind of stresses they may uh, experience on a daily basis and especially now when the uh, you know with the pandemic kind of over and business is picking up all over the United States especially in big cities where you know famous restaurants famous eateries are getting busy again and one of the biggest problems that's facing restaurant operators is the lack of employees workers there is not enough workers to fulfill the the shifts that's available the shifts that um that's needed uh right down the street we have a i can't name the name of the establishment but there's a brand new chain restaurant that just opened up in a mall about three blocks from my house three three blocks from where i'm living now and they are having a hard time because it's a national chain and they're known for breakfast lunch dinner and it's you know it's a family oriented oriented restaurant it's a big brand name been around forever and they can't find the right staffing if you will they can't find the right kitchen people i don't know if they're not paying them enough or management isn't on it but they are facing a shortage of employees in all phases of running that restaurant and because it's a, because it's a chain restaurant so we have a lot of visitors that come to Maui 
that's where I'm at right now, Hawaii. So there's a lot of visitors and locals that know that brand. I mean, you know, it's just that signage, you know, it's like yellow, red, and, you know, everybody knows that, commercials on TV. And they actually had this brand here on Maui many years ago, and then they closed down, and now someone else is trying to uh, run this uh, franchise, if you will. And they're having a hard time staffing uh, restaurant employees, food service workers. So right now owners of eateries are stressing out because they have a lot of money on the line and they need to make money and the, the, the way they make money is to sell their their food products and their service if they if it's a sit down you know their their wait staff they need a wait staff and they can't they can't fill those positions for some reason ever since the pandemic somewhat slow down or uh, it's somewhat over if you will people are having a hard time staff uh, employees in in the restaurant business or any kind of food or hospitality business here on maui i'm just going to speak on maui right now because i don't know where you live but mo mo more than likely it this is just nationwide and it, it is nationwide worldwide even However, um, I have a friend that works at a a, uh, a gas station slash food mart, and I was just I, I was walking early this morning just to read the paper, and she was working, and I stopped by, and she told me like two of her employees quit, so now it's just her being like the the shift supervisor and everything it's just a, like a one-person crew when she's working and they had to cut their hours again so somehow some way they're, they're losing money for the time that they need to stay open you know they, they need to make they need, they need they need to break even you know with all the overhead and all that uh, on a daily basis weekly monthly whatever um no that's, that's just that's just business so if they're not open for the the, uh, the duration say uh they, they cut back on four hours well that's four hours of uh sales that they can lose and even she told me they're not doing well um i don't know she just said they're not doing well they might shut down one store if this keeps up and it's prevalent i know people in the food service industry that tell me um there's going to be you know, in the foreseeable future, there's going to be more eateries that'll close down because the, you know, if you own a restaurant and you have to cut back your hours because you have no staff, um, it's just common sense. You're not making, you're not making uh, the profits that you should, you should be making unless, you know, people just have a restaurant just for a hobby. Um, there might be people like that, you know, it's just an investment. They'll write it off as a loss. But, you know, most people that own a business, it's not about writing things off at a loss. They, 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 they need to make money. They need to bring in profits, you know, the revenues. And it's just really difficult right now when, uh, and, and the supply chains are like kind of tied up. Uh, I've heard of uh, chefs looking for the right product to make their, their signature dishes. And they um, have to resort to getting lesser quality ingredients and the fans of chefs 
they're finicky they're fickle right they i mean if i like some chef that made like some french food and it's consistent all the time and all, all of a sudden maybe he's not using uh the butter for his sauces that he used to use or something like that. i'm just trying to make an example um i'm, I'm going to know you know i'm going to know that hey man this this sauce isn't as rich or it tastes different you know so the the standards of somebody's dishes could be you know compromised when, when the supply chain is not as strong and people especially chefs they resort to using lesser quality or different ingredients than they normally would so that leads to stress and this is all about uh the, the mental health situation uh of people in the food service industry so stress anxiety all of that is part of uh the problems that people in the industry the food service industry face and people who don't know i'll tell you this right now people that work in the food service industry especially like high volume restaurants a lot of them uh turn to to alcohol and drugs um that's their vices a lot of them you know work in the kitchen they work sometimes 10 12 hours and when they shut down what, what do they do they go to the bar or they'll get some cold beer or some liquor and, and they'll go to somebody's house and unwind and, and part of their process of unwinding is drugs and alcohol that's just the facts and with that with drugs and al alcohol it leads to different problems as, as, as long as there's drugs and alcohol and and they're partaking in that you know it, it sets off uh, a lot of things where you know they become sometimes socially inept you know uh, i used to work with this uh, one chef a long time ago when i was in high school the guy you know, had a wife and kid and and he just drank a lot and he drank a lot and he did cocaine and uh he got divorced you know because of that and you know like many many years later i seen him and you know he tried to turn his life around but it was too late his his marriage was screwed up the, the, his kid was already old and adult already but the restaurant industry is uh, and the hospitality industry as a whole is a very um it, it's uh it's a stressful environment i mean i know of people who were farmers i had a friend that started farming uh maybe 10 years ago and he, he she, she tried it out you know and it was very difficult you know the weather he thought it was going to be something that he liked to do and he tried it and it didn't work out so he he talked about the stresses of you know he, he was growing lettuce and you know if there's bugs you know eating the lettuce and all that kind of stuff you know you can't you can't turn a profit with bad crops and you know that stuff used to stress him out and he got out of the farming business but you know what i'm trying to say is you know the farming uh beverages um it's all tied into the food service industry and once it's uh once you're in this industry the food service industry is really difficult to um sometimes just to relax or to get your head straight and that's one of the biggest problems right now with the food service industry and even now with the lack of uh employees so a lot of owners of restaurants are stressing out you know the um people that run it 
they have to try and, and make a profit. And if the owner is breathing down your neck, if you're the GM, you know, all they're thinking about is, you know, getting profits. And some, some owners are really uh, uh, understanding that what's happening in the world, uh, in business, it's not the same as 2019 or whatever. And they, they get, you know, they start breathing down the necks of their managers. And people now are, they're just quitting. You know, people who can't handle the stress, they're just quitting and they'll, they'll find something else. I think when the pandemic happened, it it taught people how to make money, how to do other things besides going to work. And the restaurant industry is stressful. Um, uh, the people in the the kitchens, they have to turn out a product, especially like in a high high end kind of place, and it's busy. Their product has to be like one hundred percent. the The presentation has to be like perfect. the 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 taste has to be perfect. The the the, the waiters are trained to look at the the dishes that's that's being produced from the kitchen and uh if the waiters look at the dish and it doesn't look right you know then they get in the face of the cooks and then there's all kinds of stress fights can break out all kinds of things i've seen it happen where um waiters who are like really really like picky on what the presentation looks like and would get in the face of uh the the line cooks and you know a lot of line cooks you know they're like tough tough guys tough women you know people that work in the restaurant business they're not feeble they're not weak a lot of them are strong people it's just you know they're, they're in there sweating it out and whenever there's like some disagreement i've seen fist fights in the parking lots i've seen fist fights um even in the restaurant when the restaurants closed down and it's just an ugly situation when those things happen. But there's a lot of stress in the restaurant industry or the food service industry. It's one of the stressful places to work, especially now with, uh, you know, shortage of workers and all that. So what we're going to do is I'm going to try and read an article here that I have uh, that I got up here. It's... um. It's on extra extrachef.com. It's called Shining a Light on Mental Health in the Food Service Industry. Okay, so um Hold on. Okay, so um it says here um Hold on. So it says, it says here uh, time to acknowledge the industry's pervasive mental health issues. Everyone has trauma and daily struggles to endure regardless of their work. But the food service is just different. It's a lot it's a tall task with the combination of physical labor, grueling hours, unruly customers and managers and low wages. So you don't make a lot of money when you work in a restaurant. You work hard but you seldom make a lot. Okay, so we we were fortunate to speak with devoted chef and extra chef co-founder, Chef Chaz Brown. I'm reading this article. He painted a picture of the mental health problems the industry faces. Everyone thinks I can drink and work six days and never take time off or use HR, says Chef Brown. That shit is whack. 
That's what he's saying. I'm just reading what he wrote. Every other profession in the world, people take advantage of their vacation days. Why don't chefs do that? It doesn't make any sense and just promotes the toxicity toxicity of this industry. There's so much stress that comes with being a member of the overworked, underpaid, unappreciated food service. Just look at some of the world's most renowned chefs and food service personalities opening up their own struggles. Opening up about their own struggles. Powerful stuff. And then there's the harrowing article from Kat Kinsman, longtime food writer and founder of Chefs with Issues. Her 2016 survey from Chefs with Issues of nearly 1,600 people in the industry found 84% suffer from depression. I'm going to say that again. So this, it was from a 2016 survey. And 84% suffer from depression. Now that's like saying almost 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, uh, you know, workers suffer from depression. So that's a lot. So 73% suffer from anxiety. 50% are dealing with substance abuse. So 5 out of 10 people are dealing with substance abuse. And that is huge. I remember when I first started working in uh, a restaurant in high school um, back in the early 80s. And pot was prevalent. Everyone smoked pot before and after and during their shifts in the in the kitchen. And also cocaine, you know. Yeah, people needed people needed a pick me up. Cocaine was the answer. Um, and when people got a little bit too edgy, uh, the bartender would come around and give everybody a shot of something, or a, a beer to calm calm the nerves. So fifty percent don't believe. Fifty fifty seven percent don't believe they can say anything about these things with their colleagues because. 69% don't want to be perceived as weak. 54% don't want to be thought of as crazy. All right. So the hope with listing all these stats is not to dramatize or hyperinflate mental health issues in the restaurant world. It's to draw attention to how dire it actually is and normalize discussing these issues that so many of us face in the outside or in and outside the industry. We've all become a bit desensitized to the numbers after reviewing daily infection rates and death rates for the past year. But behind those numbers were real people, loved ones, friends, and colleagues. The same is true with the numbers above, only they're not making it into the news. No nationally syndicated graphics for depression rates amongst food service workers only we can help each other out and only we can help ourselves and sorry we got the 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 uh <laughs> the weed eaters going on okay sorry about that folks this is the only time i can do the podcast so i'll try and cut through the the <laughs> the weed eater okay can you hear me okay oh man it's loud huh? so everyone thinks i can drink and work six uh, six days and never take time off, or use HR. That shit, shit, that shit is whack. Every other profession in the world, people take advantage of their vacation days. Why don't chefs do that? It doesn't make any sense, 
and just promotes the toxicity of this industry so that's what uh that was already quoted so so let me talk a little louder here <laughs> okay help your industry friends and peers by helping yourself drink water hydrates drinking water hydrates us and urine is a byproduct of that process eating to eating to nourishment and shit living in the same living in the same thing everything we experience in the world fuels our existence and also creates mental spiritual and social waste if simply existing hold on hold on if simply existing in the world around us creates waste imagine how much it created from enduring a 200 cover night as a chef or suffering a sleepless restaurant week as a manager or tax season that's a ton of mental waste to work through but how chef brown recommends keeping a chain of people in your circle and checking in on each other every now and then that call or text from your old sous chef just checking in on you means a ton all right there is an undeniable camaraderie running throughout the food service space so checking in on each other is a given but we've also got to spend the time and put in the work to take care of ourselves chef sean brock has been incredibly open in recent years about the work he put in taking care of himself he discussed his struggles and process during a 2017 eater interview i realized that i had broken myself trying to take care of everyone else first i put on or i put the oxygen mask on the person beside me before i put it on myself the second that i could define self-compassion for myself everything changed the whole world opened up the whole world opened up and when you can start taking care of yourself mentally and physically the ripple effect that occurs is hard to put into words it's beyond extraordinary to see how you ch how you changing your behavior affects other people's behavior affects other people's happiness all right so for chef for chef brown taking care of yourself starts with getting out of the toxic narrative that's so easy to get caught he recommends a few small powerful steps to start taking care of yourself okay here you go man it's like that it sounds like a dirt bike <laughs> sorry guys let's, let's let's do this that's this is the way we run over here on maui we do it man no no sound soundproof rooms man this is how we do it this is the real podcasting world folks through adversity and obstacles we're gonna get through this one <laughs> all right so number one get a laundry service all anyone does on their days off is laundry but all the happiest people i know in the food service space use a laundry service so that they have fresh clothes and actual time off okay so anybody knows that when you're dead beat tired and you got to do the laundry i mean the laundry i mean if you got a family of just you and a spouse or even just yourself you know it takes time to do the wash you might have to do several loads i mean not only maybe your laundry your load um you got you got to separate the clothes you know like if you work in a restaurant you got your greasy smelly sweaty 
chef clothes or, or waiter clothes or whatever it is socks you, you know some people just separate all the grungy stuff from their normal clothes and you know if you you got a spouse he or she might have delicates you know you're talking about maybe three hours maybe more of just washing and then you got to dry it are you going to hang dry it are you going to go to the laundromat and dry it or, or you got a uh uh uh, dryer so sometimes it, you know doing laundry could take you a couple hours a few hours or sometimes half the day depending how big your family is and all that so you want to try uh try and lighten your load a little bit um make it less stressful on your days off and some people in the restaurant industry don't have sometimes some guys don't have a day off i remember my, my brother first started out he opened up a, a restaurant here a long time ago in one of the resorts and he was like the, the executive chef and he was working like seven days a week and when he came home because he was staying with my mom at the time and he was just tired all the time he would just knock out and then he would get up in a in in a few hours and start all over again and he was just really like i was i was thinking to myself i don't know if i want to do this kind of job <clears throat> you know it's really hard so okay number two get outside especially this past year everyone is stuck inside at home or in an empty restaurant it's completely devastating doing 200 covers and cooking as fast as you can without anyone around them without noise from the restaurant to feed on so get outside and take pride with whatever you're doing by going down the supply chain work at an oyster place go see the boats come in and taste some oysters beef forward restaurants go meet your cows and spend time with them in other words just get outside and you know get some fresh air number three get off social media this is a huge one a big thing i'm seeing in a lot of these kids now and even older folks is the fomo from everything happening on social media everyone wants to be doing the things they see on instagram like dope platings cool cocktails etc but it's like you're working at a turkish restaurant you're not doing cool sushi so focus on what's in front of you and have enough faith that you will that you like that you like it let me try it again so focus on what's in front of you and have enough faith that you like it and that the people in your neighborhood and community will like it sorry about that okay so so here we go so it you don't have to go it you don't have to go at it alone okay there's a rising momentum of mental health awareness sweeping across the industry so many chefs are saying no more to the status quo and toxic old ways of doing things they're creating new paths for living in operating and working amongst the food service space and with that has come an ever-expanding list of resources designed to help all types of food service workers build their own momentum toward a better life here are here are a few of these resources if you'd like to explore or pass along to your staff colleagues peers etc okay says uh fuerza for humans that's uh f-u-e-r-z-a for humans 
started by Jezebel Cariaga, owner of Jezebel's Cafe in Philadelphia, is a nonprofit dedicated to building dialogue within food service around mental health struggles and services to enhance the lives and the well-being of our community. Next one, I Got Your Back, platform designed by Patrick and Bobbin Mulvaney to provide tools and skills for food service professionals to create a safe environment for identifying and talking about mental health issues and encouraging people to seek the help they need. Next one, Fair Kitchens provides tools, support, and training for food service and hospitality professionals to build a health and inclusive workspace. All right, the next one, Ben's Friends, a community of food service professionals helping each other find the tools to seek and maintain sobriety. Serving Those Serving, a nonprofit dedicated to the social, mental, and physical welfare of the service industry, both employees and employers. The next one, okay, try this. Toast has also curated a similar list of resources and tips if you'd like to check that out as well. Okay, um, this, this probably can't, um, I shouldn't even read this. You should be reading this part. So anyway, um, okay, so just taking what I read from this, um, hold on folks, sorry about that. Um, so taking, I got a few minutes left. So taking what I've read, um, it seems like now the food industry uh, leaders, if you will, now they're setting standards on getting workers who are in it, who are in the game of serving food, creating food, restaurant work, if you will, or anyone in the industry that's tied in, but mainly, mainly uh, food service workers, restaurant workers, uh, uh, if you will. They're finding out that, you know, th th we need, I'll say we, I consider myself part of that fraternity. Uh, if we're in this together, no matter if I'm working at, um, my family's restaurant and you're working at a rival restaurant, there, there is a camaraderie within the professionals in the food service industry. Let's say um, I'm a bartender, um, rival restaurant down the street. Could be my friend, he's a bartender. And he might be going through a bad time with his employer or you know he's just stressing out at his job. And we all know the same stresses. No matter who you work for, you know, especially as I mentioned bartender. Okay, let's let's talk about bartenders or front of the house people, not the back of the house. Let's just focus right now on the people that greet. Let's say you're a host or hostess, maitre d', whatever. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, party of five. Next one. Hello, Mr. So-and-so, party of six. Hello, Mr. So-and-so, party of 20. Oh, this guy, he... He's very demanding and his lieutenants, if you will, are demanding. And people in the front of the house, 
as well as the GMs and everyone. There's a lot of ass kissing. Uh, <laughs> here we go. We're standing up. Get a little louder. There's a lot of ass kissing. And I say this, you know, trying to be professional, but there's a lot of ass kissing when, you know, you're trying to make the, these people who have a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of ass kissing, you really got to make these people feel good. And sometimes the head person that's leading this pack of uh, customers or clients, if you will, they bring these people in. Sometimes it's all business. And let's say you, this guy brings in 20 clients with him and they're demanding, uh, you know, type A personalities, whatever. So you got 20 people who are like just, they can be a-holes, very demanding. And some people like that, you know, it's like they don't really care about if they're dining with a respected uh, the, the the chef is a respected respected chef. Some some of these people don't give a crap. They really don't. They don't care if they they read or or the the, the people taking them to a restaurant or your restaurant is saying these guys are the best waiters and wait staff. They're very good at what they do. Some of these people don't really give a crap. They just want to give people a bad time, or maybe they don't want to give you a bad time, but their personality is really direct. And I've done weight service jobs where people would just kind of like they look at you and, and they're just mean you know they'll put you down um nothing is good enough i remember one time i was waiting tables out in the resorts when i was younger um this guy and his date i guess his date or his wife um you know they were in a in a middle of the conversation but i had to ask them something you know like I don't know what I had to uh, ask them something if they needed something else. And the guy, like, he just went up my butthole and told me straight up, don't you ever do that again. You're rude. If I need you, I'll blank and snap at you, all right? And he called me boy and stuff like that or whatever. I'm like, whoa, dude, okay, I'm just trying to be nice to you. So you, you experience, when, especially in the front of the house, you experience a lot of stress. Not all the time. Sometimes you get, like, really nice people, but sometimes especially at a high-end place, high-end restaurant, you get these people that are very demanding. And there's some people that may have uh, invested in the chef. But, you know, <laughs> they invested like maybe 500 bucks in the chef and they'll act like they, they funded the whole restaurant. I've seen that before. You know, these people would come in and try to cut in line and, you know, the guys with his... Uh, uh, Tommy Bahama shirt, you know, and I, I don't know who these guys are. I say, hey, what's going on? Yeah, my name is so-and-so, and I demand a table. I'm one of the investors of this place. And, you know, I'll tell the GM, and the GM is like, that joker? Nah, yeah, he, he dropped money, but he's not one of the main guys. You know, screw that guy. You don't worry about him. I'll, yeah, I'll deal with that guy, you know. And so people try to play those games, and especially in the restaurant business, especially when you, you, you're you owner of a restaurant and you had celebrities, uh back you up i've heard just freaking horror stories about that because you know celebrities come in and they, they're demanding they know somebody they know this guy that guy they demand to get seat seated you know and um and i've seen people fight back like you know waiters or you know hostesses fight back and say well you know you're not on the list man you know and they're like well who are you you know what, what's your what's your name you know you want your job and but usually those things you know 
uh, those guys that are complaining don't win. <clears throat> but they try to play the game all the time, and it happens. And, uh, you know, for people who are in the front of the house, they, I mean, they get stressed out, and especially in high-end uh, restaurants where quality is expected as well as, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 and the dishes are, like, you know, expensive, you know, like the Michelin, three stars or whatever, or just any place that's really, like, well-known in the city, and uh, there's a lot of uh, covers every night and what have you. And, and especially when you got, you know, clientele that, that's very demanding. You know, I know a friend of mine who was working in L.A. a long time ago. And you're um, saying, man, that, you know, a lot of the the business people there, you know, just the financial people, they'll, they'll wine and dine people and they're re really demanding. Some of them are very, very mean and uh, just mean spirited and it's very stressful i mean you know you, you know when you call somebody a bad name you know you call a waiter boy or you know don't you know you're blank you know um you can kind of like brush it off but if you, you you're constantly having negativity with people it kind of it really your armor gets like you know all those bullets no matter how strong your armor is it's getting beat up slowly you know the ammunition's hitting it and it, it wears it out you know and or like a knife you got to sharpen that knife you got to sharpen yourself and it's really difficult you know after a while you get sick of it you say man i don't want to do this crap no more you know i don't want to do this job no more so that's um uh what i get from this article is that the camaraderie with the food service professionals kind of getting each other's back you know like just calling a friend of yours that's that's you know maybe you have a day off and you're good friends with the uh, the sous chef or the dishwasher even. You say, hey, man, hey, how are you doing, man? Is everything all right? And sometimes just a call or a text uh, to your fellow employees, uh, even on your days off. But, you know, that's your job. That's that's where you make your living. And, you know, humanity, you know, human compassion with your fellow human beings at the, a place where you work. To just text them and say, hey, man, how, is everything all right, man? If you, you know. You, if you need to talk, man, you just give me a call. And, you know, like waitresses, some waitresses are like really um, soft. They're, 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 they're not strong and they take abuse. And sometimes I've seen this happen with one girl. She was really like a timid girl and she was uh, a good waitress. But she would, get, um, she would get stressed out when people used to talk down to her and guys would hit on her and all that. <clears throat> and she was never into drinking finally one day she did like a 180 and i seen her at work like you know she wasn't miss goody two shoes anymore you know the f-bombs came up and you know she was drinking with like the prep cooks and the the kitchen guys she was never like that but she was like drinking beer and her whole personality changed because of that job um you know she became a, a tough she became a tough cookie if you will from being this timid young female you know like right out of college and she became really really harsh with people she would tell people off she would just change and you know that's what the restaurant business does to you it 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 it, it can it can make you uh, a different person more hard edge maybe more streetwise or something i mean i saw fights break out um I seen this one guy uh, find out where this this one rich dude worked because he said, you know, the 
whoever was the cooks did a lousy job and that you know the cook should be fired and the waiter told him and the guy came out and looked who is this guy and said oh that's the dude and he went in the back and he found out where you know what car the guy was driving and where the, where the guy lived but he didn't go to the guy's house but he he threatened the guy and i don't know what happened after but he threatened the guy um wanted to beat him up and stuff like that but um you know uh, it gets crazy you know people snap and you know the, the last thing you want to do is make a, a cook a kitchen worker snap you don't want to make those guys snap because they have sharp knives um every cook prep cook that i know that loves their job they're good with their knives <laughs> and they they know how to sharpen their tools they know how to sharpen their knives i would never miss would never give a cook or a kitchen worker a bad time. If I, I didn't like the meal, I would politely just walk away or say, you know, well, uh, everything's okay. I, I may not go back there again. But I would never, like, you know, just put somebody down because, man, you piss off a restaurant uh, employee, especially the guys in the back of the house, they're sweating all day. And a lot of these guys, they don't give a shit. They don't. They really don't. They'll come after you. Um, some of them, not all of them, but um, you can make someone snap. Um, and again, kitchen guys got knives. I wouldn't mess with them, you know. Um, but you know the stresses that um, the stresses, the depression that restaurant people, uh, restaurant workers uh, face is real. Uh. You know, some of these guys don't make a lot of money, but they work extra hard. And they have to work extra hours. Some are, are, are on salary. So if they work extra, they're not going to get paid extra, you know, like as far as overtime, maybe. And, um, you know, owners and managers, they're watching the budget. And, you know, you, ha you have to clean up at a certain time and you got to be out of the kitchen, out of the restaurant at a certain time. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So there's a lot of stress in the restaurant business. So anyway, so this is just, um, this podcast is just uh, talking about uh, uh, just, you know, uh, stresses and uh, mental health in the restaurant, uh, the food service business. And um, I got to throw this in. I, I usually throw this in in the beginning of the podcast. But if you are suffering from depression and it, it's um, leading you to think about uh, suicide, uh, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. All right, so um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Um, if you're thinking about ending your life, take a time out and um, call that number. Uh, talk to somebody. How are you feeling? Uh, talk to your doctor and uh, get some help. Or talk to someone and get some help. So again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. All right, so this is... Uh, Ronson Brown for RSP at Peace, episode 11, season 2. And I'll say goodbye right now until the next one. You guys take care. God bless. And if you need help um, talking out your problems, you really should go get help. Okay? And there's nothing wrong 
with getting help, the help that you need. All right, I'm Ron Sembrano. You guys, have a good night or good day. All right.